Welcome to Nerdvana, where we align your nerd chakra and Mercury is always in retro geek with your hosts, Patty Cakes and Johnny Discotech. guys so welcome back to the nerdvana podcast and today we have a special special podcast as if it's not always special right johnny it's always special it's always special with us but today is extra special yeah because we have our first guest who's actually the person that did our logo the really rad logo that you see on all our itunes and podbean and everywhere so welcome yeah Welcome, welcome, Kayam. Welcome. Hello, people. Yay. Yay. Good morning insert, to you all. Insert a- 80s, like, clapping sound right now. <laughs> uh, you want me to get that? No. I have, okay, because I have a sound box that does that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, would. you would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> hi, how are you doing? How's uh, Canada? Uh, can't complain. The weather is nice and cloudy. We've gotten rain today. And so it's it's not been more than 30 Celsius this uh, week, as far as I know. That's right. Metric system. Switch already. It's okay. I have my iPhone to switch to Celsius. <laughs> my cousin's, like, all around the rest I of the world. I always found that fascinating for, for a group of people that kicked out the queen out of their country. You still stick with an old system, like... It's called the imperial system. I mean, it's weird. Okay, you're not going to come on our podcast and shit talk <laughs> our ways of measuring the weather. Okay. Okay. I, I, won't, I won't comment on gallons. Leaders for life. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Kidding. Leaders for life. At least we don't drink milk from a bag, okay? So hey, I don't know what kind of fucking savages hey, that's efficient, are you Canadians. Okay? That's disgusting. It's efficient it comes- and... For, for, I have two words. I have two words for you that that nullify everything you say. Nickel back. Oh! Oh my god! <laughs> it's worse than milk. We also, back. we also, we also gave you Justin Bieber just to be fair. We um, didn't take that. No, you can have him back. Yeah. And his um, pants. For our American listeners who don't know. Uh, in certain parts of Canada, <laughs> instead of cartons, we do have cartons, but we also have a larger uh, four-liter divided um, divided in three-liter bags of milk, um, and it's uh, it's actually it's, it's how it's the way of life here. What are you talking about? I'm uh, we we actually like instead of instead of picking up a one or two-liter carton of milk, which we also have, there's also uh, a bag with three individual bags, three identical bags, uh, all, I think they each have a liter and a half or so, but you basically get four to five liters of milk. Uh, don't ask me how much that is in gallons, because oh I can't is... tell you. Bags of bags. Thank you for the most boringest segment we've ever had on our podcast, Kyle. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to uh, gladly hold that title. I just want to say that your art makes up for your boring milk. <laughs> 
I'm, whatever the fuck that was. I'm, yeah, but I'm not as I, interesting as you guys no. have made me out to be. I don't know you how are. that happened. I, I wanted to say that, but now it's like I have to eat my fucking words because I was just going to introduce you because our audience... We've been totally spazzing and didn't. I mean, tell them I what mean, we could. I mean, like, you what could are you start about? The, the Aside from over. milk bags, you could you could start the podcast no, over. Why? You guys should have like given me a briefing. People like, need to know not how talk about milk bags. They need to know how what I am. No, Look, I, no, not at all. I, I think it's a, it's a cultural issue, Patty. He's Canadian. He's going to talk weird. about boring things, and then he's going to say sorry, sorry, sorry. after I am that. Sorry. Uh, I didn't want to say it because everything. I, I really love him. Um, so yeah, so just as a quick synopsis to our audience members, uh, Kayim's a really multi-talented. He's uh, a Renaissance man. He's everything. He's yeah. he might be my future baby daddy. You know, you ah. never know. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Baby daddy, um, but when I do be a future baby daddy, I'm not the most interesting man on the planet. I. Have to be. They're very sweet. I just I, I don't trust your own children because you're gonna feed them milk from bags. But anyway, um, <laughs> you're an amazing artist. You've yes. actually I know that you've done graphic novels. You've made your own graphic novel, and I uh, disgustingly have not made another one. I'm so disgusted with you because the first one was really really good and it was really funny. And Thank you. not only was it based like you actually had all your friends like I want to say all your friends. I, I'm sure you have more than fr- more than the amount of friends that you put in the comic book, but they all had cameos, including me, which is really sweet. Including um, me, actually. Yeah, that's right. You guys were you guys did cameo. I I, I used to work with a buddy of mine on this uh, comic strip called Smells Like Maturity, and um, we tabled at a comic convention a few years back, and then um, we had creative differences, you know, um, differences on, on how the business side of things should be run and creative people learning business while doing creative things. So it's uh, not always pretty. And I still have gobs of respect for, for the dude who I used to work with. And he's still making comics. He's still writing comics. He's actually been featured in an anthology uh, here in, in Canada called Toronto Comics, which is Basically, it's sort of like a, um, an, it's an anthology of local artists who kind of tell stories that are, are reflective of the city that we live in. And they don't have to be regular stories. There's a lot of fantasy, uh, sci-fi type stuff. But he's, he's been in that a couple of times. And I've shifted my artwork more towards um, being able to tell a story with a single image or with as few images as possible. So, um, yeah, just sort of moving forward forward with different projects. That's awesome. And I know that when you were doing it, you actually were really kind enough that whoever purchased it, you did like these rad ass portraits or whatever. I don't know what to call it because I know some people had portraits. Some people had like semi portraits or whatever. All I remember is I I told you I wanted extra arms. Yeah. All I told you is I wanted extra arms and you made it so fucking. I swear if I get any art on me of my, my friends tattooed on me, that's, that piece that I will no I'm I'm not even kidding I have it framed I see it every morning she reminds me how badass I can be if I if I shut my mouth (laughs) um no Johnny got one too Johnny has a couple 
I've seen his. <laughs> so I have a, I have, I have one that's uh, I can proudly show everybody. That's a, it's when Chaim came and visited me in New York City, and oh, it's the two of us hanging out in the in in the city. That one's awesome. And then there's another one he drew for me that I can't show anybody because it's very so offensive. it's 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 not supposed to be. There's a there's a Pakistani movie. And it's about Punjabi and all. Well, Pakistani Punjabi, but it's from yeah, it's it's Lollywood, Lahar, right? Right. So, um, it's about an alternate universe where Hitler escapes Germany, comes to Pakistan, marries a Pakistani woman, has a kid, and his kid becomes like this super gangster in Lahar, and like he runs like the biggest mafia, and he's like the bad guy. And his name? And his name is not Hitler, but Hitler. With an A. Hitler. <laughs> you know what? We should sell so, that to we should sell that to the Game of Thrones dudes if they because they're so because they're so hot on alternative uh, narratives right now. Alternative history. Oh my god! <laughs> when you guys told me Don't about the story behind that picture, I mean, like, I just saw a hysterical, and Thanks. I. But the the funny thing was. It's the it's the fact that it's actually based on a Lollywood movie that they actually probably spent six hours like it, you know if you're gonna sit down and watch it's probably gonna be a six hour movie. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> you know what? That that's How why I don't like the problem. Yep. That's why I never really saw the problem with with giving him that gift was because it's a conversation piece really, and it looks at the the you know a very important and bizarre cultural divide. It is a conversation uh, piece, one that would drive any Jewish person from my house immediately because it has a massive swastika on it. Oh, I didn't even notice I pretty, that. I thought I covered the swastika up. Yeah, I thought it's, it was covered. It's like in the background. I'm not saying that. I think it's you know obviously it a swastika. I yes, it's covered it partly by his luscious long hair, right? Because yeah. Hitler, unlike Hitler, has beautiful long Pakistani flowing locks and a beautiful mustache, doesn't he? And a beautiful long, big curly. Uh, Handlebar mustache. That's blonde, correct. Wasn't he? <laughs> was he blonde? No, he's actually he got black hair in the movie. Oh, does he? I thought for some reason I thought he was blonde. Well, you didn't give color in his hair because it's a black That's and white, true. right? It except black, for the white, red. Yeah. Except for the red in the swastika. <laughs> Is that where I put the red of all places? Oh man, what <laughs> was I thinking? <laughs> it's a great piece. Don't get me wrong. It's an amazing piece. Yeah. I just can't hang it on the wall. And we can't share that unless if you donate to our Patreon, maybe we'll send you a picture. Oh God! Uh, yeah, that's, that's how you wonderful. get a copy. I, you know what? That's a that's a thing. But it's, it has to be like a good twenty bucks. There's there's a handful of people who have seen like the secret art that I've done, and this they'll share with just their really close friends because I've had odd requests, and I'm like, all right, I'll do it. It's a gig, or it's a gift, so I don't care what they ask for. I'll I'll make it. And I've done that, and so there's, like, a secret art of mine that's floating around, and I'm sure there's, like, a very limited number of people who are in that club. Do you keep a copy of everything that you create? Because I think that's super important. Unfortunately, no. Some stuff I will make on the fly. Some stuff I will... Oh, my God. Why would you do that? Yeah, but how could you get a copy? It just would be a photo of it, right? Like, yeah, people will send me oh, yeah. people will send me send me a photo of it or something, and I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, it's you know. All it's, I'm saying is that you should take you should just keep a record of what oh, you yeah. make because oh yeah, I keep a, it is pretty rad. 
like red. Uh, I do keep a record of stuff like that, and I make sure that if people are getting commissions and or people are getting sketches in their books or whatever, or something that I've created that they're getting a drawing on, that it's it not be used for commercial use. It's that, that's why I'll do sort of uh, those requests for weird stuff that I know people won't sell on eBay. Every once in a while, yeah, I don't mind if somebody, if I, if I do a hero or something, like if somebody wants, uh, somebody once asked me for a picture of Daredevil, said, sure, I don't mind doing it, it's, it's a free sketch, and uh, you try to sell it, Marvel will get you, that's fine with me, has nothing to do with me, so it, it depends. It's nice to have some of it to look yeah, back on. Yeah, of course. Think, oh, I made that, and other stuff I'm just like, oh god, I made that. <laughs> yeah well i mean obviously some of your stuff is, are quick sketches and some of them you take a lot of time and effort on like uh just for everybody's uh you know knowledge it took it took you like four weeks three to four weeks to do our logo and you i mean yeah you didn't do it every day every minute but it, it still took some time and thought and it yeah was awesome. there was a lot of filtering involved in that um just layer upon layer because once i got this I, well i got this idea in my head and once i got it it came out so crisp in my mind that if i couldn't get just that get it just right then i you know it was it was one of those things where you know what it's supposed to look like in your mind and if it doesn't look just like that you're never going to be satisfied so right. for me it was once you guys gave me the go ahead on it there were certain bits and pieces of that that i that i really had a clear image of uh, in my head, and I was very eager, and to, like, you know, artists want to test themselves as well sometimes, and I wanted to make sure I could get what was in my noggin on that screen and on that page, so that's kind of kept going at it. So, so it took just me a for little... the record... Mm. Yes, just, just for the record, like, Johnny and I gave him ab like gave Kyle absolutely really like we gave no real direction we're like, <laughs> we're like hey hey bro we love you please make our logo and, <laughs> and because you're an we're amazing like, we kind of like the thing you did for patty before why don't we go with something like that i mean i mean we like what you did for 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 johnny and i no hitler but i mean the mustache is right cool. they were very very keen on saying no no hitler no no swastikas or anything like that this is gonna be one weird ass <laughs> episode for you guys to put up now no. for the record for the record uh you know you're kayam is not Pro Hitler. This is a purely Thanks. Pakistani Desi thing. <laughs> he likes the concept of the movie as a ridiculous concept, similar to Iron Sky as a concept of a movie. It was hilarious. What was but Iron Sky? The Iron Sky. Oh, Iron it's a Fist. Movie. Sorry, never mind. No, no, oh. I, not Iron Fist. Iron Sky is a movie, an alternate uh, uh, alternate universe where the Nazis escape. So. The Nazis escape, just like in Hitler, except they don't mm -hmm. escape to Pakistan. They escape to the moon, and they build a base mm -hmm. that's the shape of a swastika on the dark side of the moon. And they hide there for, like, modern until modern times, until they're discovered, and then there's, like, a battle between America and Germany. That's, that's kind of absurd. Uh, the only so alternate, awesome. Yeah, the only alternate Nazi um, story I've ever watched was uh, Wolfenstein, the latest one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, I mean... For those of you who are, who are not, like, great. very 
<laughs> it was, but for those of you who are not keen on obscure Eastern film, there's a lot of Indian films that surround with Hitler, like alternate universes of him finding God, or all these like really crazy ideas. Yeah, like that's I, so bizarre, I, dude. That's so bizarre. Every single one of every single one of gods in in India, like every single one of them. Um, I just remember when I was a kid, I don't remember the film. I don't know what it was. I just remember I was very young and I don't know what language it was, but I remember um, there was this one movie on VHS that my dad was showing me and that Hitler became a dragon. Like it was an Eastern like Kung Fu movie. Yeah. And I was like, what? I've been looking, I've been looking this up for eons and I've just given up. I don't know what the fuck it is. And all I remember is he was singing and the dragon breathes on him and he prays to the dragon to become a good person. And the dragon tells him he's a, like pretty much like a pile of garbage and just eats him, like bites him and he becomes a dragon. So he just never talks and he has no hands and he cannot harm humans anymore. And every time he tries to like hurt a person, he just feels pain and he like, like wraps into like this, this like kind of like fetal position, but he's like kind of snake dragony thing. But I don't remember what it is. I can't find the VHS because we've moved a couple of times. Mm. I don't know what I saw. Maybe it was my imagination, but I, I swear you sure to you, it wasn't I was a not dream? in hallucinogens when I was a kid. No, Dude, I that's remember so watching tricky. it a few times. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm like, not, uh, there's other things oh. where there's like stores. There's like stores in India and Pakistan, both oh, countries, right. that are named that's after Hitler, right. which make no sense. It's like which what is and now we have him with Donald Trump. Gross. Yeah, it's it's quite perverse. Well, that's the next that's the next stage. Did you You're gonna have Donald one... Trump stores. Did you see like they're built? There's this um, giant mural on the wall, and they were feeding. It was a Donald Trump mural, and they were feeding him cake on his supposed birthday. Yeah, and for the record, Donald Trump is not. As bad as Hitler yet, right? Yes. And I want to emphasize the yet because yeah. maybe it might happen, but he's not as bad. But they love some people out there love Donald Trump, and it makes no sense. Oh my to God, me. we're making India have a bad rap right now. No, only a few, <laughs> only a minority. You got to remember that a minority in India is a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> even yeah. a tiny, tiny, tiny minority. Uh, yeah, like one and... percent of India is like a million people, right? It's, yeah, exactly. That's actually more. kind of fair. No, it's true. no, no I, I've tried to look up the statistics because someone was asking me. It's 10 I, million people is 1%. What? Good oh, God. Oh, like 15 Bro, million, Stop actually. fucking, guys. Stop fucking. <laughs> unless it's, unless it's uh, you know, in, in, the, in the eyes of God and holy matrimony, Jesus. right? Sure. 10 <laughs> mi- I'm sorry. The ratio of one. Bro, let, let's. I just want to take this in for like a good couple of seconds. One to 10 million people. That's the ratio. 1%. Yeah. Oh my God. Actually, it's more like 15 million Holy to be exact. Why, why yeah. do you keep fucking with me? <laughs> I'm just telling you math. You know what? I'm so glad Kyle's on this podcast. No more math, a, dude. No more math. It's hurting great, her. As a great segue, Kyle's not only a great artist. But weirdly enough, he gives amazingly good advice because he's a chaplain. That's but correct. For the record, my, yeah, my actually, hashtag I, I, I use my hashtag is officially worst chaplain, uh, worst chaplain ever. 
So, you know, copyright, That's trademark, etc., etc. You should make some shirts. I want. Oh, I, I have planned them. I've already planned them, and they're on so, the red, they're on my red bubble. I have a logo for that. It's a skeleton hand holding a thespian a cigarette, and it just has <laughs> WCE on it. That's amazing. I don't, and you know, because yeah, I, I, I don't take myself that seriously when it comes to these things because I, you know, it's at times it's the, I'll admit it's the blind leading the blind. I don't know things better than anyone else. I'm just as lost and confused sometimes. But, but I mean, I, just as just to put a, you are really an actual chaplain, though. Like you're yes, I have actually gone all sorts I, of stuff. I am going back for a certificate in psychotherapy, uh, God willing, this September, and my focus has been for the last several years um, mental health and spirituality. So, big chunk of that is trying to work towards destigmatizing mental health in the in the South Asian community, in the Muslim community, and now I'm going to be focusing on familial. Uh, relationships or lack thereof and uh, sort of researching stuff in, in that regards toxic families and, and how that mucks us up yeah and it's it's also kind of unique in the sense that you're not just a, a chaplain people hear chaplain they go oh Christianity you're actually a Muslim chaplain you're not a Christian chaplain no not by and I mean many well, Muslim chaplains for, for the record like if uh, if on a job application, I'm a spiritual caregiver, so that is the uh, I'll I'll help anybody who who needs it, who asks for it, kind of thing. You know, I don't have. Uh, but what about your education specifically? The education that I get, it's a different skill set than imams have, for example. So what I'll have right, exactly. Yeah, and so I'm I'll focus on the person before the belief. And make sure that the person is well enough to uh, find meaning and find help in scripture and spirituality and stuff. So my focus has always been serve the person. And then right. after that, once they're sort of searching for meaning, when they're having those existential cramps, uh, that's when <laughs> I'll, I am. I'm like uh, that, that's that's sort of where I'll you know let people know. Yes, I can help you, or no, I can't help you, but I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm just going to tell you, yes, I can, or no, I can't, or maybe you should try this resource, or that resource, or this isn't something that I'm, a, that, you know, I'm very familiar with, or, you know, I don't have to wear XYZ clothing, so maybe you should ask somebody who does have to walk, you know, wear XYZ clothing and, and get their opinion. Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, another fun fact, I don't know if you know this, Patty, but... Uh, Chaim actually came and I know. Uh, he was the officiant for, for my wedding. You um, forget so, we're best friends, but I know our audience doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, but the the deal was, is like, my obviously for my family, we wanted to have somebody do the official Muslim marriage ceremony in some way or sense of form. And I'm not a religious person, as you know, and Chaim knows that very well. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have somebody who's you know, beliefs I can respect and um, I'm not going to have some just random imam with like a big beard who tells me I can't take photos or, and all that kind of stuff. Or at least a right. random, like a random chaplain that drew Hitler for you. you know? Right. And so, but like, that's funny, that's, but... That's a fantastic <laughs> way to describe it. You just nutshelled that so perfectly. 
Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. The other and hashtag it, I go by is the Reverend of the Irreverent. So it's. Yeah. I've seen it's that. That's a newer one, right? Because I oh. always remember Worst Shoplin ever. That it's I didn't around for a while. It's so yeah. funny. That's how I tell people to find your art. They're like, I. How do I spell his <laughs> name? And sometimes I used to forget how to spell your name because it's A H A I A. Remember, that's why, come on, that's I'm why I use Kai. Right? That's why I use Kai. It's so, so, so And so then I know you use Kai, and then you change it all the time. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Just search up Worst Chaplain ever. And they're like, what? I'm like, he's an actual chaplain. They're like, what? And I'm like, a Muslim chaplain. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely buying his art. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. And um, and so court, my, uh, my wife actually saw uh, actual uh, Muslim ceremony today. Or not today, this weekend. Oh. And I literally went to her, went up to her. I'm like, see the rigmarole I avoided for you. How <laughs> tired was she? Like, it's like never Just fucking ending. Just walking, it makes you tired. Absolutely. No, no, no. It's, it, the Muslim one is not very long. It's just, it's just like very formal. And I it's heard, like, I heard that. I don't want so... any music and. I heard annoying. like you guys are way longer because I mean like there's a difference between like Western, like Indo, like the Western diaspora. Because we well, moved away a little Hindu bit. Hindu tradition is no, no, very long. Uh, no, I'm talking about um, Indo-Caribbean Muslims, right? So just because I, my family are Hindu, like my immediate ones, we are also Muslim and Christian and atheist, agnostic, everything, right? My right. aunt, who is Muslim, right? But both her and her husband are Guyanese, and like their kids are Muslim, and one of them they identify as Hindu and Muslim. Like it's all like we're all just like whatever. As long as there's food, we're good. Um, that's right, just that's like our mantra. Hell, fucking yeah! I'll give you some. I keep forgetting. Um, so <laughs> I, it's it's just like it's always like we are constantly like they tell us like oh when you go to an Eastern function like an Eastern Muslim function. Um, like it's dry, and I only learned yeah. that when I got older. Meaning, it's dry, no, yes, Long, no liquor, and and yes. like you guys do this weird, um, this weird scenario where like you have to like ask permission. Like the girl is in one part, and the boys in yes. another part, and they yes. scream at each other. Like no, no, what? no, no, they don't scream at each other. <laughs> like. Like not them too, but like like there's this messenger system of no like, no 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 the, like there's this. witnesses right so you yeah so you have witnesses and you have like uh, on each side and they come and they they go with the imam and they go to the girl and they ask her if she wants to get married and they ask her three times and then they have witnesses what? they go, all right now sign this pe- uh, because, because they gotta this. really make sure. They yeah. gotta really. What if she says, "You know what? You've been asking me too much, Matt. Man, I changed." That okay. For the record, when my brother was in. Um, my brother was uh, doing some med school stuff in Chicago, and he actually went to a mosque, and one Friday this couple was getting married, and this, this guy who had just converted, he was getting married, and the imam says, do you do you agree? And he's like, yes. He's like, do you agree? He's like, yes. And he's like, do you agree? He's like, when? I just told you twice. Wait, and he got, he got pissed off at the imam. Can and I do, whole... like, the little John thing? Can you it do was... the little John and be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like... I mean, at this point, how many freaking times are you gonna ask me? God, what? that was a great reference. So then, what happened after? What happened after he did the third time? He uh. Oh, then he's just like, no, no, no. He's like, brother, we have to, we have to do it three times. It's, it's part of the tradition. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Wait, he uh, didn't cool. know. I'm guessing. See, the thing is, that certain groups of Muslims, um, marriage is like the ultimate life milestone. You get married so you can have children. 
uh, to get married so they can have children to get married. And then it's like marriage is the pinnacle and then you just kind of drop off from there. Guys, that's why it's the 1 to 10, 15 million people ratio. The 1%. That kind of makes sense. That's the South Asian thing to do. You you can get married to to have kids and then die. So they can get married and have kids and then die. Yeah. You're making it sound The circle of life. You're making it sound It's the circle of marriage. (laughs) No, my sister yeah. and I, we, my record, sister and I, I, I have I mean, uh, stopped going to weddings. But... We have, we only go to our friends' well, weddings. You're a chaplain. We... Don't you officiate? Nope, nope, nobody. Okay, uh, I can't oh, actually. Okay. I'm. Uh, the thing is, I only did the religious side of Gashif's wedding. Yeah, he's not I the official. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't um, uh, legally. What's that word? That you know you ordained. Can... Yes, That's pretty correct. much. That's word, and I'm not religious. Yay, me. Okay, go so ahead. we had we actually had a a, a person that was reli- that was not religiously ordained, but was uh, ordained by the state to to oh. officiate a wedding. Yeah. Also, so we had two things. We had a, a wedding a, watcher. No, we had a we had a Western ceremony and an Eastern ceremony. And oh. the Western ceremony person, it was official as a government document, and then we had our Muslim documents that you know. Um, Says we're married in the eyes of of I find my that parents. Interesting, parents so is God. You, <laughs> and by I mean, by, by Eastern out. ceremony, Gashif means I stood there and talked nervously to a room full of people for about twenty minutes before my mouth dried out. Right. So you're kind of exactly. like now, but a little bit over twenty minutes. Yes. Yes. Oh. So just for the record, I'm just curious, and um, you know, I don't know how. I mean, we got pretty personal, but I'm just curious. Like, so like. Johnny, from what I know, you're not very Muslim, but you're culturally Muslim. Like, are you grew up Muslim? So that's why you did the chaplain stuff? Well, because I did it for, well, I did it because my mom okay, basically gotcha. said, you got to do this or you're not married in my eyes. And I was oh. like, okay, fine, I'll do it. So that was your reach around, like using Chaim? Yeah. Thanks. Oh. And he's, and he's a chaplain, <laughs> so as far as my mom is concerned... As far as my mom was concerned, it's it's all. You good duped your mom ta- with using using your friend. Way to go! It's not a That's dupe so, because you're actually so you're actually a religious leader of some sort, right? You're a chaplain. You're a spiritual well, guy. Well, the thing is, the thing is, anyone can really officiate. Um, Correct. Islamically. And, and you have, so, we had witnesses. As long as yes, as long as the person is is considered a leader among the the witnesses and among the. Uh, the family and among the people who are getting married, I believe. I don't think there's any sort of paperwork you have to do to be a uh, an Islamic officiate. That's correct. We have we actually have very bad central organization. I don't know how anyone thinks we're capable of planning stuff because we really our organization is right, right, right. So yeah, anybody technically any on Friday. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. In most people, most people are too religious, Patty. It's any man can officiate a wedding. Fair point. Really Very fair point. So that was even. Are you trying to say Kaim isn't a man, or you're saying he's man enough? I'm, well, he's definitely man. he's definitely man enough to do it, but he's he, not even. Know, I, I don't know. I, I don't enough. know if Kaim identifies. I'm, I'm I don't know how he enough. identifies, but <laughs> only because he comes from the same place where Nickelback comes from. So I'm only asking. Yeah, and we don't like know what. Kaim okay, for the record, they have like one. 
listen one or two <laughs> listenable songs, Do okay? You're not, you're, wait, stop right there. You're not going to come on our podcast and totally justify Nickelback. Stop right there. It's not going to happen. Stop. No, no. <laughs> we love you, and we're so grateful for us for you to paint us so beautifully, you know, in that logo. And but we're not going to justify any Nickelback positivity. Here. Well, that's anyway. another thing I get to do in my artwork is I get to hide a lot of little messages. And um, oh you guys should look at yours back Nickelback in, in the mirror and, oh, no! and flick the lights <laughs> on and off just Nickelback to see. Nickelback was in a band back then. It was a long time ago you did that. <laughs> Have they been a band? I don't know. I'm not very caught up with Nickelback. They've been around for a long time, a... unfortunately. Now I'm not versed Nickelback. If you look at if you look at your drawing very carefully, oh, no. I'm looking logo, at it. Stop it! Don't there's fuck with Nickelback me. logos. Uh, sorry, not logos. Lyrics. You're just lying. sort of. <laughs> you're lying. I know you're lying. I know you're lying. This is this is photograph. Because I I love. You're lying. Listen to the terror. I love you, but you're lying. I'm, I'm super curious. I know we didn't really talk about this. So, so since mm. we have you on our podcast, I figured let me ask you here. What's like, up? what was your whole idea of the logo anyway? Um, I was actually inspired. One, you guys said, um, you guys referenced the, the image that I made for Patty, which was the uh, basically her as a, think of it as a Hindu goddess from like the dad. Badlands, the video game Badlands, like that was what came to mind when uh, I was I was making her uh, her image uh, for when she ordered the book. Um, so that was Badlands or Borderlands. Borderlands, sorry, Borderlands, Borderlands. My mistake. For the record, I'm not very no, fluent in video game. No Borderlands. No Borderlands didn't come out yet. I've known you for a long time. Hadn't it? No, it did not. I asked really? you. Yes. No, I'm pretty sure Borderlands One time. was out by then. Yeah, Borderlands One's been out for a long time, but maybe Fuck. this is Badlands. Maybe, but I think yeah. it's Badlands. But only all I all I know is that you're super talented. So when people do commission you for work, I mean, hopefully you know them as well as you know Johnny and I. But <laughs> we just a tell you very time? little. No, not and what quite. comes out is like really amazing. Uh, but yeah, that that was one thing that you had really? referenced. Thank you, by the way. Um, and the other thing that that kind of came to mind because I was smushing two people together in a way because you guys wanted the logo logo to reflect you both. So yeah, that's totally you. That was totally you. Like we said, like we wanted people, but like kind of people. Like we're horrible at explaining ourselves. That's that's part of the a designer's job is to sort of pick out the right questions to to get that. So. I'm a huge fan of an artist named James Jean. Uh, he did some cover work for DC Comics um, in the early 2000s, I believe. And he, I was always kind of like weirded out by it, but he did a lot of work with Louis Vuitton and um, and a couple of other designers. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Um, Louis is loose. And he... <laughs> And the thing is, he he did this. He did a lot of like weird art like that, but he also did a lot of commercial art, even for Rolling Stone. And one of my favorite pieces of his ever was um, this beautiful image he did for a Tool interview for one of their albums that was coming out. And he basically created this weird creature that was reminiscent of um, of some of the Tool videos. And he he basically turned all of the band members so into this one weird being. So there's this one thing that's playing guitar, 
Like one set of arms is playing guitar, another set of arms is holding a drumstick, another set of arms becomes a microphone or something, and it was just these really bizarre, uh, this bizarre visceral looking creature, but it was painted with the softest colors, um, which looked gorgeous. And so that was, that was a big chunk of inspiration. And you guys wanted something bright and neon and just sort of um, whatever nerd culture is, is bright and it's shiny and it's, you know, very pop. So I decided to play along with that and uh, voila, a couple of weeks later, this thing. That's pretty awesome. It is. I just feel like... When every time I see a piece of your artwork, I just like because I know you enough that there's always some really interesting story behind it and like how you've gotten to that idea. Because like when you go to your Redbubble, a lot of your artwork, like from a person who doesn't know, like wouldn't know you, they're like, wow, this is a lot very different. Like there's different styles of things that you do. And then it's very interesting because like at one part, like one of my favorite pieces from you on your red bubble is I actually purchased it from as a t-shirt it's um the one that you did as a mermaid but it's a skeleton mermaid I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain it but it's like this x-ray v- version of what a mermaid would be oh, that's a good and it has all these it. like really cool colors and and it's like it's like this cross section of her too because you don't really see her from the top you see her from the back like her kind of doing the swim yeah and she just and it's very like very seductive but very like subtle in the in in her sexuality and she's kind of like on a slant and it's really cool like it's all this like really meticulous things and maybe i'm just putting more into it than it if is. you're into skeletons it's <laughs> well, um, yes and no because the thing is i i'm a huge uh neil gaiman fan and he said something uh he said about art that it's never ever no artist can finish a piece uh, they can only get halfway done, and the rest is done by the uh, by the viewer or the audience. And I'm paraf- I'm terribly paraphrasing what he actually said. And so that's still kinda... sexy to say, though. Sorry. Regardless, it's still sexy to say, though, because like it, because it's, it's very true. And there's so many things in the world that you don't really know what they are 100, percent and they are actually completed by the uh, by the viewer, by the audience, and. I lost my train of thought. Um, and yeah, the the the, the mermaid, um, the mermaid. Yeah, she. Um, you know, different people will de- see different things in her. So there are some people who are going to focus on just the, um, just sort of. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Some people will focus on just the body. Some people will focus on. Um, you know, the the skeletal structure. Some people will focus on the colors. Some people will focus on the fact that I gave her sharp teeth instead of, you know, a winning Ariel Disney smile. Right. So there's... She's more more humanistic as opposed to, like, Disney. And I think that's what I really like your art for. The very sharper images that are much more replicative of what real life is. So if a real... Like, I feel like if mermaids are real that's what it would look like to me oh like yeah actual, like vicious because just like that that was one of the things i was aiming like for so thank you it was very visceral yeah and, oh, and thank you so oh. yeah so that's what i like about your art some of it's very visceral 
and and it, but it's this beauty within the visceralness. So I think that's the best way of me explaining your art to my friends and like. It kind people. of reminds me of uh, the comic book. I don't know if you remember it, Trans Metropolitan. Oh, yes! thank you, thank you. Yeah, a lot kinda, of your art looks like that. A lot of your art, really? I can see. I mean, I yes. don't know if you really did that on purpose or not, but like the style is very similar. Where it's got like this, even the um, line work and the calligraphy that you do use, like the fact that you use blue on white, it reminds me a lot of that. Wow. Okay. First, I want to say thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's very different. I've read Trans Metro, um, and it is a phenomenal read. It's some. It's one of those books that I I think I'll be picking up one day uh, just to add it to my shelf and reread because it is one of those rereadable books. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many. There's a lot of different artists on the series, um, but the main artist, yes, I he I've I think it was Butch Geis. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but there was, yeah, there was a lot of great artists on that, and, and it was one of those books that I read during, I think, late high school, um, and it was definitely one of those, uh, influential, um, yeah, definitely one of those influential works that, that's, I mean, that's, uh, words. Derek Robertson, sentence. is that the guy's name? Derek Robertson, that's it. Sorry, but yeah. you guys worked on another... Okay, yeah. All I know Similar is that style. it was Vertigo, and like that was pretty much where all my favorite comics came when I was coming. When I was yeah, I I'm a huge Vertigo fan, so a lot of not all of it, but a fair chunk of it. I'm definitely. I would give anything uh, a chance if it came from Vertigo at one point in my ditto, life. Ditto. Um, I uh, the like the only thing that was better than Vertigo that was coming out was the Vertigo that was out of print, and hunting those down and. Just to add them to my shelf and the like, being able to eventually find repeats of some of the stuff. Oh, such such fun for for comicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely so. I, when I saw your stuff, when I first saw your stuff, it kind of reminded me. Now, obviously, you you have your own style and your own slant to things, but I could see that that guy definitely had an influence on you. Um, I don't oh, know if that guy cool. or that style of art. Uh, definitely had a major influence on your style, and I and I and I could definitely pick that out the first time I saw it. I was oh yeah, it's got that trans metropolitan feel. Now obviously, trans metropolitan is cyberpunk, and yes. you know it's it's definitely a lot more dark and uh, uh, and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gritty than the type of stuff that you do. You have like more of a smoothness to your style. I think. That's- that's so, something that like I've gone back and forth on. Um, like I mean, I'm fans of artists like Adam Hughes and Frank Cho, who are very, um, I guess, methodical and very precise with their lines. But I'm also a fan of guys like uh, Sean Gordon Murphy, who did a book, amazing book called Punk Rock Jesus, a few years back for Vertigo, and it's there's a rawness and a grittiness to it that I that I absolutely adore, and. There are other guys who are, and women, men and women, who are using digital uh, mediums as well. And there's this, there's like this new polished grittiness out there, and it's it's kind of there's there's so many new styles coming out with new with um, different mediums uh, not being out of reach anymore with with computers and stuff. The the look I've aimed for in the last few years, um, I I really love um, old screen printed t-shirts and old like rock posters right and there is 
there, yeah, there's something in a really well-designed poster or a really well-designed uh, t-shirt and like the screen printing look of it and the layers and the design work on that that I absolutely adore. So I've been trying to, to progress my style as sort of like a digital grit or digital bleed when, when certain areas of the ink bleed onto the page. So I, that's, that's sort of the look I go for. So yeah, that, that darkness and grittiness, that's from years and years of at least two decades of reading comics and there's an energy that every artist tries to, to capture and especially when they see it in other people's work i think like going back to the whole grittiness that you mentioned your art a lot like your earlier art that you've showed me when we became like we started becoming friends a lot of it reminds me of heavy liquid there was this one graphic novel that i was also on vertigo oh, oh, right? and it was by a poc artist right and it was a I forgot who it was. It was really it was good. All I remember is that the, it was. It What's was the name of it? Heavy Liquid. It's one heavy of my liquid. favorites. It's really good. And I have yet to read that one. It's good. It's super good. It's one graphic novel, and they never yeah. came out with anything else. And it was a, such a cool story. It's about this guy that kind of gets like uh, swept up into this this different like alternate universe kind of like you're not sure if it's an alternate universe mm -hmm. or it is his reality or he's hallucinating. And the cool thing about it, not only is the artwork very, like, dark and gritty, but also very colorful at the same time. Yeah. There's this cool dichotomy like that, very similar to your art. But also, he's very, he puts a lot of his cultural influences within the character, within the book, within the storyline and everything like that. And I think, like, every art piece that I've seen from you is heavily, you could tell a brown person did this. Oh, that's, I, that. You're saying that as a compliment, so I'll say, "Oh, thank you." No, I'm I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> it is also, no, uh, for I, the record, it is Paul Pope. You were right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that, I mean, that's that's something that I've just recently, in the last year, uh, started to really, um, I guess, to 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 search for it and, and sort of. I mean, come on, you're drawing like really kick-ass hijabis and stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, that that's exactly what I was like. A lot of your art. Oh, yeah, that's what I was getting at, is that I'm sort of looking at, um, like, when I do a piece, I kind of think, okay, what am I offering as an artist that other people aren't offering? And a big chunk of that is figuring out what, what your identity is. So some of my work, like, is, like you had mentioned, the chaplaincy stuff. Some of my, sometimes I'm, not, I'm you know, my chaplaincy is speaking through my art. Sometimes my art will speak through my chaplaincy. So it's it's a blend of identities i guess showing up on the page that you're witnessing yeah and that's, sort of, um, that's, and, and that's, that's definitely also something you see yeah and i think that's what that was one of the things that um that was i think evident on your and logo design that i was working for you guys i mean you're also a big fan of drawing hijabis with cigarettes i've noticed <laughs> that is yeah, it's it's weird because there's the juxtaposition, are, right, of the two things. I I do have this um, this really bizarre um, fascination with paradoxes. Right. So there is, and the thing is that these paradoxes exist. There are people who who actually do this stuff. They totally do, especially in the punk rock. Muslim punk rock type thing going on. Yeah, I, I you I know, know what? I, all the hijabis I grew up with, right? They wore lipstick and smoked cigarettes and like you know wore makeup and stuff and like you know they just, it was just a cool like 
they they were rebellious within their I don't know like their stance on like not wanting to look like a westernized girl too mm-hmm. so I thought that was pretty interesting so I know a lot of people talk about like they feel they have this projected idea that women who cover their heads are well here's the thing I gotta I gotta take a moment from you guys and I have to say this out loud now that I now that I can say it in a in a I guess semi-public um, forum in regards to representing Muslim women in my artwork, I have to make a public apology for some of the shit I've done over the years. It Why? has Because there is some stuff in there that I regret. Um, and this was done by 21-year-old me, and he wasn't... Uh, he, he had more talent than experience, I guess. Or he thought he had more talent and had enough experience. And he put out some pretty half-baked ideas into his work, and as a result, um, one of my pieces got hijacked and is now floating the internet, and it is used constantly as a way to shame women uh, into wearing the hijab or wearing it a certain way. And that is, it is a regret I hold on to this day that it got out there and got turned into something, it got just completely annihilated. And yeah, I've I've been very I've thought a lot about how I represent women and especially Muslim women because on the one hand there's the whole you know oh we demand visibility and and all that and I'm like absolutely why not draw strong women and I'll you know and other times they'll just be like could you draw less uh, women and I'll be like huh and it's it's weird art critiques from from people. Like, could you draw them like this? I'll be like, wow. Well, people, everybody's a critic at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm not going to make everybody happy, so I don't even bother trying anymore. Uh, but yeah, it's... You can't let people police your artwork. I mean, like, it's not like you're making Hitlers all the time. Oh, but that's... that's a parody <laughs> of something that you didn't create. But I feel like... You know, you know I'm mailing this... you... I'm going to mail you all, like, the hard copies of all my Nickelback fan artwork. <laughs> you can post that up on the wall. That means whenever. I get more art. That's okay. I actually have. I'm running out of space because my walls are filled with you, Sam Madhu, that I just found out about, which I fucking love, and um, Hima. I mean, uh, is that am I saying her name right? Fucking, I'm I'm a horrible person. At, uh, but yeah, she Hiba Khan. She did yes. the rad. She, oh, she's she, she, such a huge. She fan did of like her. these. She's made Himba, this yeah. Ama- yeah, she made this amazing like thing of like these ri- these rad like Indian brides and they're like holding guns and they're like you like know flipping you the bird. And funny enough, she is a sweetheart. I met her at a show. I didn't even know I, it was her. Oh, yeah? I, I don't Yeah, she actually tapped me on the shoulder and she's like, Hey, I'm Heba and I hugged her so hard. She's so tiny. Like I'm five eight, so she's like to me, she's like a little bait, like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I was like Gandalf mm-hmm. to her. Cause like, you know, Eastern <laughs> women, Eastern, Eastern brownies are usually much shorter than I am. Although I'm taught, I'm short for my family. So I like, I just remember I was so excited that she actually knew what, like she knew that I bought her art and like, I had like, you know, posted on Instagram and, I'm, and Facebook I'm such and stuff. A huge fan of her work. Yeah. I... She's, and, and not only that, that she's also a great artist. She's such a cool person, you know, like meeting other artists that are cool people and they like sit and chill with you and have a cup of coffee or something, you know, or you could just kind of reach out to and do your logo like you and podcasts like you and, and- and yeah, ordain absolutely. your weddings. <laughs> but the thing, yeah. there, there is a Amazing. trend of the, it's not. I wouldn't even call it a trend. I potentially say movement of a lot of 
uh, South Asian artists who are doing these different style art pieces that are basically um, that are looking at part of that identity, that that part of their right. their brownness, and they're kind of turning it on their on on its head with the way they think and the and the. I mean, I disagree with that. I think what they're doing is is drawing, is creating art that reflects us, mm -hmm. like who really reflect that actually like represents yeah. who we are as as women, as men, as whatever you identify as, as as uh, immigrant children, as ABCDs, burgers, whatever you want to call us, <laughs> whatever the fuck. I just feel like they're so much more representative of who we are as people, as creatives, as people that are free thinkers and things like that. Not all of us, you know, I wear I've. I've known since as a kid wearing saris with Doc Martens. Do you know how fucking awesome it is to see a drawing like that? Never did I think that the, was art. The closest I did to that was a burka and uh, uh, what is it, a skeleton burka skater giving the middle. Well, now you can do one with your. When you send me the Nickelback stuff, please draw me <laughs> in a sari with my Doc Martens. Thanks. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and you know what? It's so and and I am genuinely happy to see artists like this getting. Um, the respect they deserve, getting the the attention right. they deserve, because they're putting out some. I wouldn't even say risque work. I would, I would say it's very well thought out. It's not just there oh. for the shock value. They're putting out work that's very thought provoking and that's very, um, you know, it's it's very evocative. I feel like I feel like you guys are putting out truth. I gotta, no, I, I not only skill. Like I'm glad that you said that. I feel like they're putting out truth, like real truth. Their this own is, personal truth. Absolutely. So many there's so many types of so, so many types of us. Think about it. Going back to the fucking ratio, because I really can't get it out of my head that one percent of brownies <laughs> is fucking fifteen million. Not all of That's us. That's only the same. in India. Well, if you talk I mean, about brownies wait, around the world, we're talking I mean, about, think about like it, think about, Okay, so if that's in India, that's what I'm saying. If that's in India, right? Imagine what's in oh, wow. Jamaica, Trinidad, and Guyana, and the other parts of the, the Caribbean where the diaspora is Mauritius, and the U.S., Fiji, and England, and then not talking, Yeah, not discussing, not even thinking about the ones that have immigrated to the U.S. who are straight from the motherlands, as well as well as the diaspora. So all of us are just melding and making more of us than, and, how, and, and how our identities are being fused with our ancestral identities, our mixed cultures, um, the Third fact culture. that we're American. Yeah, like all these multiple cultures and like also the brown kids that live in other ethnic communities mm -hmm. that you take on like other, like, you know, like in Miami where like my cousins stay where they're like pseudo, like they speak, they speak Spanish because like everyone they know is Cuban, right? Mm -hmm. So how, it's just so cool to see like how we're all melding and the art that's being made is more truthful. And I wanted to discuss this with you. And I know that we've been totally picking your brain for a while, no, but no how cool, how cool is it to see like, even, and I know we constantly, you know, use her as an example, but Miss Marvel, like not only in just the social media aspect of art, but also in the grand scheme of things, there's more Brown kids being represented oh, in, in art, in comic books, in video games, in everything. I mean, like, yeah, once you know, and I think time, we only had Kevin. How amazing G. Is that? Now we have, you know, we have so many. Oh my God, films. we did a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. him, and I feel so sorry. <laughs> I've been Someone, I just as a as a small think, little tidbit. I think I think Hayam was trolling us. That was that was a, a small. As a small little tidbit, someone posted up a picture that they met Kevin G, and I was like, I almost put the podcast link. And I was like, Oh no, don't do it. You should have. Well, 
I mean, it's it's cool because um, like people, I have friends who call me Abed because they're huge fans of the show Community, and because I love meta humor and things like that and pop culture references. And it's cool. It's such a relief to be identified with a character like that than the dude behind the Quickie Mart stand or the you know terrorist number three in whatever movie. So it's neat to see all these these new characters. Like I will say diversity in media is a double-edged sword, and there's two layers to that sword, so it's like a quadruple edge. It's like there's two swords like that are that are parallel on the one handle. And so if you swing it, it's two cuts. But I'm just going to say two that I'm going to okay, quote I'm going, our cousin. I'm going too far with the sword. No, I hear you. I just want to add on to all the wonderful things that we're all saying. I just want to quote our cousin, our possible cousin, probably y'all cousin, Riz, when he says that he'd rather be poor like a million fucking times before he plays a terrorist. And I was like, what? Like, I oh, yeah. did like a little Riz. dance. Like, I fucking did a dance. Because uh, we all claim it. Even though he did a segment on, yeah, even though he did a segment with that gross mayonnaise fucking girls, I will, I'll like, I'll let that pass that he was on girls, and I get it. You have to make money, but like, I'll let that go. Who knows? It might be contractual obligations. We we don't know. It's okay. Um, I still love you. That's how he got into Star Wars. He had this like. You could go to Star. You could you can be in Rogue One, but you gotta do girls. Otherwise, you're not gonna be able to. You gotta touch Lena Dunham. But but anyways, it's it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, <laughs> that's his Illuminati. Get... That's his way of getting into the Illuminati is by Pretty touching much. Lena Dunham. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Oh man, not worth it. But, uh, but yeah, there's, it's, there's it's, a I double-edged mean, sword. He was though. really good in Rogue One. I haven't seen all of it. <laughs> Wishes. I haven't seen all of Rogue One. I still have to catch up on that. But the double-edged sword is that there is on the one hand, it's amazing to see characters of color come up and like actually tell these authentic stories of their struggles of how they how they exist um mild morales uh struggle as spider-man a lot different than peter parker's and that's those are important distinctions to have not for nothing and and not to like i just want to add on the fact that he's from queens most likely people from queens are brown kids yeah, just the, saying. The, the demographics change, and so too as the, a kid that the lives characters that have to represent them. And so um, that's happening, and that's great. But then there are some times where the, the companies don't get it right, and all they do is just sort of color the face of a, uh, of a long-standing white character, or they gender-bend them, and that's all they do with the character. I feel and... they did really good with Miss Marvel because oh, yeah. okay, so this fan. so this is what I really liked about her, which caught me right off the bat, right? The first the first comic, the first like little snippet that I was like, Okay, I'm done, I'm dressing as her. That same year as Comic Con, no one knew who the fuck I was except for like one art one or two artists. Mm-hmm. That's just a side note. But what I really liked was she was at the deli, you know, the little uh, yep. snippet that she actually orders a bacon cheeseburger and she eats bacon and her friend's like, Aren't you no, Muslim? She and she's like, So like She smells it. She eats bacon. No, she doesn't. She ate it. She didn't eat it, did she? Yes. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. She ate the bacon. Maybe in my mind she ate it. No, I think in my mind she ate it. All she did was smell it, from what I remember. And And then one of her friends is like, eat it or don't eat it. You can't just smell it. And she's like, something that smells that good has to be haram or something along those lines. Oh, she doesn't eat bacon. You're right, guys. But she smelled it. I mean, like, the fact that she went next to it. Yeah, there, it was so, enough so to etch it in my system that she ate bacon. Although I don't eat bacon because I'm scared of pigs and trigonosis. That's a side note. 
Um, like, I just felt that. It was so good. I just thought it was so reflective. Like, because how many of my brownie friends that who are devout Muslims and devout Hindus and devout whatever that don't eat beef or pork or non-halal because of their upbringing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think right. that's so, super cool. Or they'll, they'll eat during Ramadan and they'll like brush it. They'll like, you know, make sure that they eat like three hours before they go home. So their parents don't know that they ate, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and Man, that's I, think sneaky. That's, I never even never thought of again, that. Again, again, the truth, man, the truth, yeah, the fucking hardcore truths of being a brown kid. It's and, reflected and in our art, and I think... Yeah, is, is that we don't get to see ourselves on page or on screen, and when that happens, it's great. But only when... I think that it, it has... You know, diversity can't be done for the sake of diversity dollars, which makes money. It's, it's a fact. Diversity makes money now. But, Man, I'm just saying these brown kids are up and coming and they're superstars. You know that little kid in Lion? It made me cry eight fucking all times. The, all the power Fuck. to them, but I, it, <laughs> it's the, there was... I don't know if you guys ever saw it. There was a Ghostbusters show that came out, I think, early 90s. And it was, I think, the new Ghostbusters or something like that. With the like girl that. with the blue hair? I don't know what the hell it, it was. It was not the real Ghostbusters. It was just yeah. Ghostbusters. It was the, car- right, it was yeah, the cartoon and it was the girl with the blue hair. And, yeah, and they made that the yeah. most unwatchable, diversity-riddled PC piece of crap ever. And there are some times when that stuff is, you can tell it's oozing of corporate greed, and it's the most unauthentic, un... It's basically just um, corporations using colored people, Damn, rather than it actually letting us tell our stories. And I think that's something that has to yeah. be has to be taken seriously. Like, I guess I, love I guess seeing... that's also that's like very like that has been like an argument an online fight constantly with bloggers about Orange is the New Black because it's a bunch of diverse women being written by all white women. Yeah, I'm not touching that with a in general. Pole. You know? Uh, I don't even watch that show, but it's... No, neither am I. Yeah. I'm just saying that I I don't I don't know like it's so much. It's so much like it's just and so much to take in. Like, like I don't know how to react to it. Writing it, like this is this is why I loved Atlantis so much, um, is because. You mean Stargate Atlantis? Of no, course, not Atlantis, other? Atlanta. And okay, yes, I have Atlanta. seen all of Atlantis as well. Okay, good. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> dude, I, dude, you know how how I deep dive into shows like that. I have to watch it all the way from the beginning. One of my friends told me to watch Atlantis. I ended up watching all of the original Stargate, just to so just so I knew what was happening in it. Right? Oh, because it's so good! Oh my god, it's so good. SG1. Did you watch Farscape too? Dude, I I just finished watching um what is it uh, this three season show called Millennium from the late nineties just so I could watch one episode of X Files where they cross over. That so, is how that is how I have to I'm watch so television. Glad. This is why we're, Far, we're all friends. Farscape, for the record, Farscape is Canadian, so you should have watched it if you haven't. Yep, I, it's I Canadian. Yes, I did it not is. Know it was Canadian. I Although thought that it was... explains a lot. And I Stargate thought... SG One was was filmed in Canada, in Vancouver, I believe. Yeah. Oh well, Vancouver. Wait, SG One cool. or or, is or Vancouver's cool? I don't Atlantis. really consider it the same. And Atlantis, and yeah. Rodney McKay who's Canadian in the show, and I, I may be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure, is he's actually not Canadian. Canadian. He's British. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's he plays British? such a great Canadian. I love it. He plays the most anti-Canadian actually... ever, which is so hilarious. He's so awesome. I love that guy. Everyone did. Everyone did. 
So, and as, on a side note, when I played the game, the video game Elite Dangerous, um, because of those shows, I actually had a Maple Leaf paint job on my <laughs> ship. <laughs> I had to go all Canada all the way. I'm, I'm not. I'm not very fluent in the video game discussions because I have not played the system since Sega Saturn. And I have just been watching video games. Look, we can tell your computer system can't handle video games based on the audio quality that's coming from you right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is not a gaming computer at all. (laughs) Not at all, my friends. I don't... You know what? Honestly, I don't know how uh, uh, Babros does it. Uh, He is another uh, artist contemporary uh, in in South Asia. He's a wonderful artist. Um, Amazing I, artist. He's also yeah. extremely talented. I mean, very talented. He's really um, good, and he's it's, an insane gamer. Which I, I don't love. know how he has time for it. It's yeah. I do not. I honestly do not know, dude. I would love to see his itinerary just to to figure out what because uh, he lives he's in Pakistan. Playing that, like he, he doesn't have to work. <laughs> he actually plays in tournaments has a job, and makes art all at the same time. What kind of job does he have in Pakistan? I have no idea, dude. I, have, I think he's going to be the next sexy Jaiwala. I, yeah. I, I do. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I think that's what he, he does. He should draw himself as a, self, as a you know, <laughs> self-portrait <laughs> as a self, self, sexy Jaiwala. <laughs> Holding a, a PS4 controller. Right, exactly. Yeah. How and else why is do he going to afford all those video games? It's so cool because, like... Yeah, but I just love that we all stay like, you know, what's really cool, though, that I have never met Kayam face to face. But because of like the wonderful world of the Internet, we know each other this much. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Pretty. I have met Kayam many times. Well, he officiated your wedding. In New York City and in his humble abode. I've met his parents. I've met his siblings. That's That's right. You did. You've All, I know my is parents and All I know is your sister's your bodyguard. Yes, uh, and uh, you know what? You know, let's uh, bring it full circle to the to the art. My sister is. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! My sister can be my bar- bodyguard. She has been doing Muay Thai and boxing and all sorts of martial arts training for years. She's competed in amateur MMA events, uh, and she has a fight record of nine and one. She's gotten, I think, in Muay Thai championships or a Muay Thai tournament, she got third in Southern Ontario or in all of Ontario. She's a badass. She's, uh, yeah, she knows I law very well. She was, she got accepted into law schools. She decided to go the neurology path. I admire her. I look up to my little sister a lot. She is a strong, capable, confident woman, and I don't see why every little girl in the world can't can't grow up to be her. And or or to have that sort of confidence and that sort of fight. I also see the amount of hurdles she has in her way that I didn't have in mine. So at this that you know going back to the art, why do I do you know why do I make certain female figures the way I do? Yeah, I'm going to give them a bit more shoulder definition. Yeah, I'm going to give them some biceps and some quads. I'm going to you know and yeah, I'll even throw in some armpit or leg hair from time to time because. That happens. Get over it. It's truth. This is what I'm saying. And How and that's wonderful and that's, representation I, and truthful it is. That's really makes me feel good. And and yeah, and that's that's sort of um, that one of the things that I will 
yeah, that's just one of the reasons is that I have these. And that's why, models. like, it's so important for you guys to con like, and this is why it's so important to support you guys, like, uh, and podcasts you know what, Patty, and things in, like in that. Regards, and in regards to you saying truth, it's it's kind of um, it's a it's cyclical, it's, it's symbiotic that it's truth, um, it's art imitating life and life imitating art, because I. You know, as many as for as many people who are inspired by my work, however possible that is, um, oh. I'm inspired by people I know who, you know, show off this strength. So there are yeah. people like this who already exist, and it's sort of like advertising for them without them knowing, in a way, or advertising that sort of um, that that mental competency, that that strength, and other people should be inspired. These are like everyday heroes that get turned into art that, who knows, could inspire somebody else. And these are not fictional characters. Some of these people are very real and very awesome. And Love reacts only for my favorite chaplain ever. Yeah. With that said, it's uh, about an hour. We've we've got an hour in, and uh, I'd like to, you know, if there's anything else you'd like to shout out before we Give us we all your links. Off. Um, give, give us all your links. All my links? Okay, there is Facebook, Kai82Art. Uh, just type that into Facebook. Kai82. K-H-Y-82. And same on Redbubble, redbubble.com. There are sales all the time on different products and items. Um, a lot of great artists on there, but search for me instead. Kai82 again. Uh, that link is available on the Facebook page. Instagram, I'm Kai82. And I don't do the... Uh, I don't bother with Twitters. That's gotcha. fine. You're yeah. not doing a Twitter type thing. You're not. I'm. I'm not a. I'm not a, twi a Twitter or tweeter. That's fine. Twitter. Yep. Twi tweeter. Tweet I don't know. Tweeter? A president. Oh, that's not a. Not oh, a Jesus! Why? I have one situation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll I'll shout out our stuff too. Uh, it's www.nerdvana.nyc. You can find us on Instagram at NerdvanaNYCPodcast. You can find us on Twitter at just NerdvanaNYC. On Facebook, it's also Facebook.com slash NerdvanaNYCPodcast. And get us on get us on our Patreon, NerdvanaNYC. Give us money. We'll help because we owe Chaim lots of money, too, for all his wonderful art. Um, oh, that's, a, that's a great segue. That's a great yeah. segue because I was going to say before we go, guys, how can our listeners or how can your listeners uh, get a piece of that art that I made for you on something like a print or a T-shirt or something? So we definitely we're going to put your website on your oh sorry your Redbubble. We're definitely going to post that on our on the actual link from on our website. We're going to post that on Twitter. Awesome. We're going to post that on Instagram, on all the different venues. Don't worry about that. Yeah, and we're going to actually, the more... No, 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 sorry. The, the, I mean, I meant the art that I made for you guys, oh, we're gonna the logo. Make, that's, we that's... plan on making, so the more Patreon yeah. uh, members we get, we plan on making stickers, T-shirts, you know, stickers. the hoodies, uh, hats, Thongs, because I I heard Johnny wants a thong, so I said no, 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 no. I want nipple pasties. I said it. Oh yeah, because we want Boba Fett nipple. I want. I'm gonna upon, make you. Oh my god, Nirvana nipple pasties. Once upon a time, there was a website that you could upload images onto that did have thongs. 
I can't remember. Bongs or bongs? Because oh, I mean, oh. we could definitely do a bong too. Yeah, I'm down. No, no, I said I said thongs, the, t- the type you wear. We're talking truths here, Kaim. So much truth. <laughs> Rolling papers, so we got you, boo. We'll go to right. Urban Outfitters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're planning on doing merchandise. Don't worry, but you know, okay. Um, that's good, good to we know. Need, like, Things take time. First. Yeah, good we're on know. our. Not... This is our seventh episode, and we're doing amazing. Congratulations, guys. And thank you so much. Yeah, th- I know we're doing so well. And thank you for being our first guest and making some time for so us. Much and, for having me. and thank you again, like a million and one times. That as much as there's many people in India, that's how much I thank you for doing our logo. <laughs> exactly. Ten point one. Ten point one million thank yous. What's a crore? Since I both <laughs> crores ten, is ten million. Yeah, so about like 10 of those to the infinite power. That's how much I thank oh, you and I love you. <laughs> and I can't wait for your new um, like Pegasus skeleton shit to drop because I want that t-shirt. Uh, yes, the unicorn, the unicorn skeleton, the unicorn Pegasus skeleton um, will be up later this week. There'll be another version of that. And then the rainbow skull version. I think I'm just going to do some, some of just the skull and put those up there as well. Do leggings. I want leggings. All I'm saying is that his art is awesome. If you like goth, obscure, like, kind of weird, cool shit with skulls and brown chicks and brown dudes, check him out on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, I would say the the, I've just figured out a um, sort of tag for for the brand, for my brand, and that's basically life's too short to, to hide your weirdness. So, just... Be weird. Yeah. Nice. Stuff that you That's like. a good mantra. Life's too short to hide your weirdness. As if we could try. Fuck. Try hi- find. Well, like, could you imagine like us trying to hide this weirdness? Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, weirdos unite. We just find each other. Our vibrations run through the interwebs and, like, we find each other and we end oh, up doing podcasts. Sense, do art and all kinds of fun stuff. And that's yep. why we're all besties. Well, thanks, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And thank you for the logo, and thank you for the love, and thank you for the friendship, and everything else that comes along. Oh, you guys. So much love in this podcast. <laughs> not hating everything. Aww. It's either one extreme or another. We don't hate anything. Just, just Kevin G's stupid video. That... Well, we hate Nickelback. I mean, that's true. And, and the fact that Kevin G did an awful video of where he is right now, and I was so upset about that. So. Yeah, but well, you, you loved hear, it at first until I, I made did, fun of it. <laughs> I did, and then I was like, "Wait, fuck this!" <laughs> let's, let's hug a poo. Oh, wait, there's Aww. still time. Let's hug a poo again. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's a good way to end it, I think. See you guys. Yeah. See you guys when I see you guys. All right. Bye. So we're not talking after this. This just that's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Cool. Peace out. Uh, all right. Later. I kill with a kiss
And if you don't mind, I'll take 